Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Thursday morning headlines. The debt ceiling bill is headed to the Senate later on today. Last night, the House voted to pass the debt ceiling legislation negotiated by President Joe Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy with overwhelming bipartisan support. There are only four days left before a potentially disastrous default on June 5th. It is opening night for the 2023 ATX Television Festival. For the next four days, there's going to be screenings, Q&A sessions, cast reunions, and panel discussions about past, present, and future TV shows. Some big names, Ted Dawson and Mary Steenbergen and Adam Devine are all going to be there. Three Austin Animal Shelters holding a joint adoption event this week. Austin Pets Alive, the Austin Humane Society, and the Austin Animal Center hosting a 300 Homes Adoption Campaign. The goal is to find loving homes for 300 animals in just a week. Adoption fees for most of the available animals will be waived, and it runs through this Sunday, June 4th, at those shelters. Well, today we're going to find out if the Austin City Council will agree with the new revised light rail plan. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. City Council members are expected to vote on that light rail plan today. We told you about the scaled down project Connect Map unveiled last week. Cost projections forced the Austin Transit Partnership to settle for a smaller plan, now focusing more on central and downtown Austin. The part that goes through East Austin, that's going to be prioritized to extend to the Austin Bergstrom International Airport as soon as possible. Council member Ryan Alter weighing in about getting underway. I'm really excited that we are going to be moving the ball forward and actually getting this built because that's what the voters have asked for and that's what they expect from us to do. We have more on this plan and how you can explore it yourself over on our website. That's KXAN.com. City Council is also going to be talking about affordable housing. It's looking at changing the land development code to make occupancy limits less strict. This is going to be for places like apartments and condos. City staff currently working through at least 30 code amendment changes. Council is going to come back later this month and give a list of priorities to staff. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, good Thursday morning. We begin with a live look outside. This is the view down in southeast Austin, courtesy of the Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there. Watching for some low clouds, maybe even some patchy fog at times. Could we see a couple sprinkles out of those low clouds? Yes, but it's going to be hard for radar to see it. Couple raindrops, that's it. I am not expecting anything substantial when it comes to rain chances this morning. It's a less than 10% chance, which is why you're not going to see it in the day planner. But the temperatures are nice and mild. Upper 60s to low 70s, currently sitting at 72 in Austin. Same thing in Burnett, 68 Lano, 69 in Fredericksburg. And technically speaking, these temperatures are just a little bit warmer than where we were yesterday, about a degree to three degrees warmer. We are on our way back to the 90s today. Forecast high 91, mostly partly sunny. South southeast winds 5 to 15. Air quality is moderate today for ozone, but we do not have any alerts in effect. I'll tell you, when it comes to the rain chances, they're looking a little better as we get into the back half the weekend and early next week. Nudged them up just a little bit more since the last time I saw you. So we'll talk a little bit more about when those rain chances start and end and how much rain we could see coming up in your first morning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. This morning, law enforcement agencies across Texas are looking at their outstanding cold cases, checking to see if there might be a connection to a convicted murderer, Raul Meza. However, some Austin investigators now calling him a serial killer. KXN's Brianna Hollis spoke to a former homicide detective about what investigators are going to face as they try to connect him to other unsolved crimes. 
But serial killers are just a whole different breed. Kevin Lawrence, the executive director of the Texas Municipal Police Association, used to investigate people accused of committing multiple murders. It's actually typically pretty over overwhelming. Based on information we got from police this week, we know Meza's potential spree expands at least this far and all the way out to San Antonio. We have the 1980s murder of Kendra Page in Southeast Austin. This week, police arrested Meza in the death of his Pflugerville roommate, Jesse Fraga. He also implicated himself in the death of Gloria Lofton in 2019 in East Austin. And according to other court documents, he also admitted to killing two people in San Antonio. Multiple crime scenes, multiple sets of witnesses, and you have to coordinate all that. But typically it is when you, you are working on a murder case, and then all of a sudden you start getting information about another incident, another case, or another agency will call you out of the blue and say, Hey, by the way, we've got a similar case over here. We'd like to compare notes. Lawrence also says people who repeatedly get away with killing others typically have a similar personality trait. They're very charismatic, uh, very smooth talking. Uh, they're very comfortable in their own skin, and therefore they're able to they're able to hide in plain sight. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. The Lone Star Fugitive Task Force tells us that Mesa would travel along I-35, staying at hotels along there. They caught him on North Lamar Boulevard saying he was carrying a bag with zip ties, duct tape, a flashlight, and a gun with additional rounds. So we're digging through our archives to hear directly from Meza in the past. And he was, it was in 1983, 93, excuse me, when he was released first from prison for killing eight-year-old Kendra Page. He tried to convince the public at the time that he had changed. Listen to what he had to say. There is nothing that I can do to change past. I can only tell you that in my heart, I know that I will not willfully bring harm to anyone. Again, that was back in 1993. Austin protesters in Austin faced his return with angry yelling outside of his mother's home. He had been rejected from five different Texas cities after people learned what he had done. Meza violated parole in 1994, about a year and a half after his release for that little girl's murder. At the time, investigators told KXAN that Meza had electronic monitors. He was supposed to be under lockdown overnight. But during a check, a parole official found Meza missing for three and a half hours. Those were all unaccounted for. During his parole hearing, Meza said he wouldn't do it again. He, and that didn't sit well with Kendra Page's father. It's very simple for people to say, yeah, I won't do it again. and then go back out and repeat their crimes. And I'm sorry, but I just didn't feel sorry for the guy when he had done what he had done to my daughter. Authorities ultimately decided to revoke Meza's parole. He went back to prison where he remained until 2002. Following Ken Paxton's impeachment, who will be taking over as the new interim attorney general? Texas lawmakers want to give you a cheaper property tax bill. What this could mean for your wallet. Good morning, a live look outside from our Whittlesea Landscape Supply camera in South Austin. Looking back at the city, the big spotlight there on the camera. And a spotlight on the Attorney General's office. Texas now has a new interim Attorney General. Yep, Governor Abbott appointed former Texas Secretary of State 
John Scott following the impeachment of Ken Paxton. Now, Scott began his time as Secretary of State in 2021, but then stepped down next year. He is an attorney with more than 34 years of experience and returned to his private practice after he resigned. He served in the Texas Attorney General's office with Greg Abbott when the, um, Abbott was the AG. In a statement, the governor said Scott's decades of experience and expertise in litigation will help guide him while serving as the state's top law enforcement officer. A new all-you-can-fly pass, how you can fly unlimited for less than $300. And Austin City Council will discuss its contract with the Central Texas Food Bank today, how we could see fewer people in the city going hungry. Good morning, Austin FC took on Minnesota United as they tried to snap a losing streak and the Longhorns baseball team getting ready for the Raging Cages in the NCAA Regional of the NCAA Baseball Tournament. That is later in sports. Keep it in. Good morning, a live look high above Austin from our Austonian camera. You can see some clouds in the sky. Kristen is looking at a really nice forecast ahead. I uh, want to tell you about some Austin activists who want the city council to reconsider new development in East Austin. This is the Borden Dairy site. It's near Cesar Chavez Street, US 183, and the Colorado River. Protesters say that they are not against developing the area altogether, but they worry there's not enough thought with this project in terms of affordable housing or the proximity to the Colorado River. Some parts of Austin need not be developed, but all parts of the city must be protected. Protesters want more studies done on the potential impact there. Endeavor Real Estate Group is contracted to buy and develop that dairy site. It's asking the city to rezone the site for the project. We have reached out to the company for comment and we'll let you know when we hear back. Well, the Texas power grid operator ERCOT announced a new tool to communicate with you when it comes to the grid conditions and what they look like. ERCOT Weather Watch is intended to provide the public with an earlier notification three to five days ahead of any potential demand spikes because of incoming storm or impactful weather events. It's important to know these alerts will not change energy emergency alerts. Help give them insights as to what's going on on the grid and what are the grid conditions so that if anything were to change, we have channels that we can communicate to them and, and be open and clear about what's going on. We have details on how you can sign up. Just check out the story on KXAN.com. Listen, you can fly unlimited for less than 300 bucks. Frontier Airlines is introducing a new all-you-can-fly pass, and it gives you access to unlimited travel from September 2nd, 2023, to September through February 29th of next year. You can visit more than 85 places. This is going to cost you 299 bucks. There are some stipulations, though. You can't share your pass with others. You do need to be 18 years old and be a U.S. resident to buy one. According to Frontier, the pass doesn't cover add-ons like bags or seats. In Austin, you can fly Frontier to Denver or Las Vegas. So not a lot of non-stop options. Mm -mm. Wait a seat. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it just gets you to I the was tarmac. Asking, I was, gets you in the door. I don't think you can select your seat oh, is what I, okay. I believe I like, that means. I know. Yeah. It's, it's a little strange. <laughs> on my way to Nashville. <laughs> it's like yeah. the best. Yeah. You have to exactly. hold the top. I mean, Frontier's probably not too far from that, but hey. Uh, let me show you what's going on with your forecast today. Clouds and radar showing some scattered showers up towards the north, but nothing here 
here at home. Could we squeeze out a few sprinkles this morning? Yeah, it's possible, but nothing that I'm concerned about. Nothing that I think is going to amount to anything. Currently sitting at 72 degrees downtown. We've got humidity at 91%. It's going to be another hot and humid afternoon, so just prepare yourself for it. Visibility, not something I'm seeing as a problem yet, but there is going to be that potential for some low clouds to hug the ground a little bit as we get a little closer to sunrise. So it's something that I will watch for you and let you know of any changes today. Right back into the 90s we go. 91 the forecast high. South southeast winds 5 to 15 underneath that most of the partly sunny sky. I look at your forecast highs area wide showing upper 80s to low 90s here. So it is going to be a seasonable start to the first day of June. You made it to meteorological summer. Again, we kicked things off June 1st. And I'll tell you what, these temperatures are actually pretty normal. We're seeing a good amount of sunshine coming through after this morning. Clouds clear, but maybe a little too much at times at UV index is an 11, which is considered extreme. So make sure you've got on plenty of sunscreen with that high SPF. The rain chances, though, something we'll have to watch for. I think there's going to be the potential for a couple spot storms to sneak in into the hill country really late tomorrow night. More likely to see that sun Saturday night into Sunday, Monday, and even Tuesday. Not everybody gets wet. However, where those showers do form, they have the potential to drop anywhere from about a half an inch to an inch and a half pockets of more. Now you'll notice this model puts rain everywhere. I don't think everybody's going to see rain every single day, but the opportunity will be there. There's just not a big storm focus here. So it's not like a cold front where we could see that line moving all the way through. I think it's going to be kind of chaotic as far as where these storms and showers develop each day, Saturday, Sunday, and again on Monday. So we'll be here kind of timing out those storms for you as we get into the weekend. Right now, I would say Sunday and Monday are still looking to be the wettest. Today, you don't have to worry about rain. And really tomorrow, you don't have to either. Unless you've got Friday night plans, like late night plans in the Hill Country, then be mindful of the storm chance. But let's start thinking about a plan B of moving things inside if we need to Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. You'll notice the temperatures will be in the upper 80s to low 90s every single day in the next week. And the overnight low is pretty mild, upper 60s to low 70s. Thank you. The Williamson County Clerk's Office has a new way for you to protect your home or businesses from property fraud. The Property Fraud Alert Program is a notification system that gives you an alert if you document with your name onto it and then you submit it to the county clerk recording office. Uh, according to the FBI, property and mortgage fraud are the fastest growing crimes in the country. It's free for you to sign up. All you have to do is sign up online. We show you how to do that on KXAN.com. All right, Texas lawmakers want to give you cheaper property tax bills, but they're a long way from trying to figure out how to do it. A lot of infighting here. Top Republicans continuing to feud over competing ideas for tax relief. We're taking a deeper look into their plans and KXN's Ryan Chandler breaks down what it could all mean for you. Rising property tax alone have become almost so unsustainable that that alone is closing their doors. Businesses, homeowners, and Texas's top leaders all agree. We want to save the taxpayers money. Cutting property taxes is priority number one. But after five months of discord and a short-lived special session, no deal. 
The governor can put things on the call, but he can't prescribe the form of the solution. Governor Abbott, Lieutenant Governor Patrick, and Speaker Phelan all brought their own ideas for how to lower taxes. On Tuesday, the House swiftly passed a plan endorsed by Governor Abbott. It's called tax rate compression. Essentially, it dedicates $17.6 billion to buy down school district tax rates, basically footing the bill for you. This is a plan that we feel like is equitable. It doesn't pick winners or losers. Our small business owners will get tax relief. Homeowners will get tax relief. Renters will get tax relief. The Senate plan has some of that, but it also pushes a $100,000 homestead exemption. That's two and a half times more than you can currently deduct from your property tax bill. This is the most powerful thing you can do as a tax writer, because if you exempt somebody from taxation, they never pay. And they never pay the next year, and they never pay the year after that. Supporters of the Abbott plan predict it will save the average homeowner $1,300 over two years. The Senate predicts Dan Patrick's plan will save them more than $2,500 in the same time. I know the governor must be on our side with this. I can't imagine he wouldn't be. I can't imagine the governor will say to 5.7 million homeowners, you're not going to get a homeowner's exemption. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. The governor's office tells us in a statement that the governor's tax plan is backed by more than 30 organizations and the most respected tax policy groups. It goes on to say that the governor will sign the largest property tax cut in state history once the Senate votes to pass legislation. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. After being able to go on a winning streak, Austin FC found themselves in the midst of a losing one when they headed to Q2 Stadium on Wednesday. And what better place to snap a skid than the home pitch? Austin FC took on Minnesota United, a fellow Western Conference opponent. Pick up in the 19th minute. That's when we find John Gallagher scoring the first goal of the match. Fifth goal of the season for Gallagher. He still leads Austin in goals. Sebastian Driussi made available last night for the first time and a month more on him later. But Joseph Rosales is going to equalize things in the 26th minute. Here, go ahead, wait late to the second half. Sebastian Driussi in the 82nd minute coming up big time, putting that one through to give Austin FC the lead. And the crowd goes crazy. What a surprise there. They love their Driussi. Brad Stuver coming up huge, making not one, not two, but three crucial saves toward the end of the match as Minnesota United continued to threaten. Big night for Stuver, who stayed stealth, and Austin FC able to escape with the victory. Two to one is the final. Austin snaps their losing streak and enters a three-way tie for sixth in the West, better than being 10th, where they began Wednesday. Next up for Austin FC is a team they've handled before Real Salt Lake. Verde and Black beat them 2-1 to one when they played in Salt Lake. All right, it's NCAA tournament time for UT baseball. The Longhorns arrived in Miami last night. Their plane actually got diverted to Orlando for a bit due to weather, but they arrived safely. The Longhorns are used to things not going according to plan as they had a Big 12 tournament stint that did not go their way at all. Despite clinching the number one seed, Texas lost their first two games and were quickly eliminated. The slate is wide clean and they say they're recharged for tomorrow against Louisiana. The tournament was frustrating. You know, you go out and you just don't play well enough to, to even really compete, in my, in my opinion. And they've got to use that as a motivator and use it as a lesson. We talk about you know, either winning or learning, and we got to continue to learn and not drop our guard. 
kind of getting a similar feeling like after that first San Jose State game where we kind of let one get away from us. Um, so I just know that we're going to come into this weekend ready to go. Still the same game we've been playing since we were younger, so just try not make it bigger than it is and um, just go have fun and enjoy it. Game is scheduled to begin tomorrow at 1 o'clock in Coral Gables, Florida against Louisiana. Also, former UT tennis player Peyton Stearns defeated Jelena Ostapenko to advance to the third round of the French Open. That's it for sports. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.